113 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to, to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are playing Magic or you're playing Magic, we're playing Magic because we're your hosts. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts that's playing Magic, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts uh, that's playing Magic, Megan. Oh, well, I'm not playing it currently, but aren't I? I mean, aren't Always we kind of kind all of playing it in my aren't mind? You know, yeah. I would argue that we are. Do you know what? I think about it a lot. <laughs> That's I what I'm saying. I think about games. I think about creatures. You ever Wait, sit you around think about and think creatures? about creatures? You think about countering creatures. Get real. I do. Oh, <laughs> truly. Do you know Get what, Maria? Real. The number of times that I just, I just like un, like for no reason, you know, um, un. Untriggered, unprompted. Think of the card nexus of fate is like pretty high. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just Remember sitting around nexus and I'm like, of fate? Ooh, nexus of fate. That was a that is a card. What a card. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I just I just like dream about canceling people's spells. Cancel. No, I truly I I do really dream of um taking of extra turns. Okay, fate. well I, mean, I just think about it all fair. the time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, yes. more about um, cards in general, yeah. uh, just magic, you also, know. Also, not to spook you, but the wasp is in this room. No, yeah, it I just is not. Where is ago. it? I don't know where it is right now, Maria. It was over there a minute ago. No, get out. It is November 21st. Why is it in here? That's why it's inside, though. Oof. I'm really scared. <laughs> There's a wasp in our There's a office, wasp in everybody. Our office right now, and I truly don't know where it went. I saw it a moment ago. Up- wasp update 2021. I was stung by it's a wasp. 2022. What year is it? <laughs> Maria, it is nearly the year 2023. <laughs> I was stung by a wasp this summer already. Thank you. Once was enough. Yeah, I think I- that's what everyone generally says about wasps. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully it won't get us. But if it does, you'll hear some screaming on this podcast. So just brace yourselves. Oh, boy. For the future. I'm really spooked. On this episode, Wasp Update 2021 and 2022. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Also. Also, we're going to talk about uh, all of the great cards in Brothers War Limited. Because yes. there is that limited arena open coming up this very weekend. This weekend. Um, and we want you to be as prepared as possible to abandon your family <laughs> yep. and go play Magic Arena it's, instead. It's Arena's version of a turkey trot. If you don't want to trot, it is. You can sit and you can thought. It is. It is going to be much better than a turkey trot. As a person who's never participated in one and never felt the drive to participate in a turkey trot, I'm very guaranteed the drive to participate in any trot of any kind. Yeah, to be fair, turkey or otherwise, (laughs) the trot is not it. Yeah, there's an arena open. It's uh, sealed on day one, best of one or best of three, whatever you prefer. And then draft if you make it to day two. I love these events, so I'm super excited. And we're going to tell you not only how to do well in that event, but just yeah. how to play draft generally better if you're playing Brothers War and you want some tips on what's good. Yeah. What's hot? What's We've got not? The, the data and the data does not lie. So yeah. uh, if you follow data, you'll probably start doing better in your draft. So that's what we're here for you to help you do better. Just like Shakira's hips. <laughs> the, the, the data don't lie. The, that don't was lie. the original draft of that song, by the way. <laughs> the data don't lie. And then they were like, what are you talking about? And she's like, Magic the Gathering. And they're yes. like, mm, we've got to expand they're this like, out. I'm sorry. What about, what about knees? The knees don't lie. <laughs> don't worry. In the future, you'll get to write a song for the World Cup of Soccer. <laughs> Shakira. <laughs> don't worry. 
It'll happen for you. It'll happen for you. If you're in time By which travel I mean, backwards. It happened in her future and our past. Yes. If she was here listening to this from the, oh, no, that would Shakira, be really difficult. Shakira, during the writing of Hips Don't Lie, that Shakira's future and our past. We're also going to preview for you a pack from Jumpstart 2022 uh, because Jumpstart's coming out December 2nd, everybody. That's uh, the product. That's a bunch of booster packs and they've yeah. got some cards in them. You put them together with another booster pack. Boom, boom, boom. So like cats plus fairies equals 40 card deck. You battle yeah. it against somebody else. It's super cute and fun way uh, to get your friends in magic. We don't have an agenda, but if we did... <laughs> We'd we'd have more people with magic, um, yeah. and it's a super fun and easy introduction to the format. So if you're thinking about holiday gifts or whatever, I think it's a great idea. And we've got a pack we're going to show off for you. It has two brand new cards Ooh. and one new uh, piece of art. That's very brand exciting. New. So very exciting there. And that's on it. We've got Judge Rob here this we week. We also have Judge Rob here this week. We're super excited. He's going to tell us um, about the sights and sounds of DreamHack Atlanta. Yes, and give us you know. Give us a little judge knowledge. Yeah, because a little judge insight. He was down there for the regional championships that mm-hmm. took place this past weekend. We had three sets of regional championships yeah. that sent a bunch of people to the first pro tour next year, sent a bunch of people to the world championship. They were all playing Pioneer. Yeah. Some people were playing Boggles. Just want to cool. put that in there. That did happen. Maria wants you to know. <laughs> hey, Boggles. It's important there were to people me playing that you know. And boggles. Rob was there amongst the action. We were yeah. going to get a tournament report from Rob. So that'll be pretty fun, too. Very cool. We're jam packing this. Yeah episode um but before we do any of that i'm gonna tuck the cuffs of my pants into my boots so that the wasp can't (laughs) sting my legs (laughs) so creepy while she does that i just want to say thanks to everybody who supports us on patreon you make this madness possible you know you're welcome or we're sorry you can check us out on patreon.com slash glhf magic to become our brand new friend we have different tier levels uh for just a buck you can become a patron and get access to our super sweet discord which is a great happy place to hang out and talk about magic yeah um if you're like twitter's dead we're dying. Where do I go next? Come hang out in our Discord, yeah, honestly. We will take you. Um, you can talk about magic. And the thing is, you're going to hear people actually say fun things that they're doing in magic instead of exclusively complain about it the yeah. way that they did on Twitter. That's true. So come hang out in our Discord. Yeah. We've got a special deal of, um, with new playmats if you become a patron through the end of December. Um, and we've yeah. got, it's beautiful. It looks like a boggle cruise. Um, it looks great. It's that, amazing. We've talked about that deal on yeah, the show before. Exactly. But it's coming up it's coming next up week. Next week. Next week is when you can get your hands on this beauty. So. so. And if you thought I was exaggerating about my pants, Maria can confirm I was not. No, if you watched the video, you saw her do it. You saw me tuck the hems of my pants into my boots. And we have a new patron to thank as well. Yes, we do. Thank you so much for reminding me, Maria. But thank you to Cody. 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 This episode is for you. And thank because it's you, just Cody. you this week, this episode, the whole thing is yours. But also, there's the wasp. <gasps> I see it. Oh, my God. It's ah, huge. It's enormous it's wasp. It's so big. <laughs> Does it want to sting us, do you think? I don't know. But it also mm. flies like way too fast for comfort. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's in here, everyone. Wow, it's, it's in here. It's in here. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, 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 thank you to Cartoon. Thank you. Wait, thank well. you to Cody. No. Oh, my God. I saw it. I saw it oh swoop. God, it? it swooped at Megan, everybody. <laughs> Megan is peaced out. She is out of the show. <laughs> Megan has quit the show. She is gone. She has ran out of the office. I'll do the I'll do the thing here to thank Car Kingdom though. I don't know. It just came for you though. I did see it come for you. It came right at Megan. Car Kingdom, thank you for not being a wasp. You can check them out at carkingdom.com slash GLHF. Get anything for 
your magical life. I don't know if they sell wasp swatters, but you never know. They sell a lot of stuff. I don't think you want to swat a wasp. Okay, you probably don't want to swat a wasp, but what, however you get them, you could get a box of the Brothers War that they're selling right now, and then you could use it to trap the wasp and then oh, yeah. relocate it, uh, rehome it, if you will. <laughs> get yourself some shiny singles to upgrade your commander deck. I love getting singles for people for Christmas, some kind of special alt art or a foil to put in their favorite commander decks. I think that's a great present. Card Kingdom's got everything you need. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF is the link to use to get whatever you want. Um... I don't know what we're going to do about this wasp, but <laughs> <laughs> but we are on high alert. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just so spooked. I keep thinking I hear it or see it. I mean, you weren't wrong. It was. It, like, it came at me. You could see it on the video, everybody. If you looked for it, you could see it swoop down. It came right at me. It anyway, swooped. so really sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> Really sorry. I just don't. Want, I just don't want to get stung by a wasp today. No. And I swear it was it was out for me. It was out for blood. What do they <sighs> want? What do you? What do the wasps want? What do the wasps want? Thank you for. But thank you for holding down the thank you section. Yeah, Maria. I did it. Um, I feel like I've been stung once this summer, so I'm like you know. Yeah. A little bit immune to the fear. Well, I don't know. It was so bad though. It was so bad. That's good for you. <laughs> not the not the part where. The, not where the part, not the part where the wasp sting hurt. All right, everybody, if you want to get better at Brothers War Limited, we are here to help. Yeah. Um, you know, we all, I feel like the last few times, um, for maybe the past year now, I've I've been one of the people in need of help for sure at the start of these formats. Yeah, these formats have been getting more and more complex, I would yes. say. And I think this one is certainly no exception. Not at, yeah, not at all an exception. With it is, complexity it is level. quite complex. And just in terms of like trying to figure out like what's, what's winning right now. Yeah. Because it's not me. <laughs> I've been doing, I'm being, been doing excessively medium. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I wish I was doing medium. I'm doing so poorly. I wish I was doing medium. Well, we're going to help you out here. Thank you. And me out with this show yeah. today. Uh, the first thing that's important to discuss about a format is the color strength. Yeah. So which colors are ones that you should prioritize? If you can in draft, of course, it's not always right to force a color if everybody around you is also picking it. Yeah. Um, but we'd like to just have that as a starting point is what to think about when you're going into a draft or, um, you know, less into sealed because you have less control, obviously, about what yep. you open. But uh, let's talk about color. So in this format, it's a little bit different because we've got so many artifacts so many artifacts. Many of which are extremely strong yeah. because of the presence of some of the older artifacts that we are seeing reprinted in this set. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that means that monocolor is totally viable in this yeah. format, which is totally weird. And not only is monocolor viable, but it, across some colors, it has been doing exceptionally well. <sighs> That's even. spooky. Um, so looking at 17 lands, the best performing deck is mono red. Yeah, mono red. Woof. Mono red. Wow. And I think this has been what I've been seeing when yeah. I've been playing drafts, when I've been watching people draft. Mono red, incredibly strong, has some great commons, which we'll mm -hmm. talk about later. We're going to tell you about the best 10 commons across all of the colors and indeed within the within their own colors too. Red is just pretty dominant. Yeah. 59.5% uh, wow. is the win rate of mono red. I recall when a mono color deck had that high of a performance Exceptionally rate. Exceptionally high. Wow. And honestly, not too far 
far behind it at 58.8 is mono green. Yes, mono green also some yeah. stellar commons. It really does. That you can pick up. Um, just some big, you know, if you want to be stompy. Stompy stomps. Mono green, it's here for you. And mono white is another one we want to call out at 58.1% win rate. Yeah. Which is pretty strong too. What color shouldn't you be playing by itself? Blue. Oof. Woof. Ouch. 48.6. This hurts me. 48.6 is abysmal. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You're winning less than half your games. It's not where I want to be. No. No, it's not. (laughs) Uh, So monocolor, strong in this format. Monocolor plus a splash, which is, you know, obviously putting a couple of cards from another color in there. Also a strong performer in this this format. Um, And then when we get into like classic two color combinations, way high up there is Boros. This is the top performing two color combination at 58.8%. So that's the same as mono green. Yeah. So Boros and mono green on the same playing field with mono red above both of them. Yeah. And Boros, spoiler alert, we're going to see a lot of Boros cards in our top Mm -hmm. 10 commons. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's got a lot of cards that you want to play. You know, when I was at the pre-release a couple weekends ago for this set, I had an opponent who played uh, Boros against me, a very mm-hmm. f- aggressive Boros deck, and their draws didn't come together games two or three. Mm-hmm. But in game one, I was like, oh, I started to get a little worried. I was yeah. like, is this going to happen in this format? Are we just going to get Boros smashed? It looks like the answer is possibly, possibly quite yes. yes. Yeah. Possibly very yes. Um, the next best performing two color combo is gruel. That's red green at 57.9 gruel. So we've still got the green, uh, excuse me, the red component in there as yeah. half of gruel and then green, which also performed well in mono color. Yep, exactly. Starting to see a trend here. Yes, indeed. Uh, next is, is it blue red 57.4 and very close behind it. Azorius white blue at 57.3. So finally, we're wow. getting some blue cards performing mediocre in here. <laughs> With the support of red and is yes, it? Yes, exactly. And the support, and the of, support white of white. And the support of white. The support of two Azorius. of the stronger colors. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, in terms of what you don't really want to be playing, Simic, 52.5% win rate. Oof. Green, blue, not having a great time. So green... It needs to be supported by red, it looks like. Yeah. If you're going to have a second color. I think so. And I think that's because you need that help to not get run over early. Yeah. That's, you a, know? that's a great point. Um, it is just otherwise quite easy to get run over early with yeah. those red, mono red or red white decks running around. Ew. Gross. Yeah. I'm not a fan of this. Me neither, I mean, honestly. It's, I mean, it's cool that you can play monocolor. Yes. Because that's different and weird. And I like playing a lot of artifacts. They are, like, it's really cool how many artifacts you can play. I don't like being, you know, run over game after game after game. No. It gets it gets tiresome. And also, I don't love a format where it feels like my only chance of being successful is drafting one of only a handful of decks. Yeah, that's a good that's point. Not, that's not a super fun time. But, you know, the format is still new. Yes, um, the night is this young. Is, the, the night is young. This is a lot of data coming together uh, to, to to tell these stories of like what is strong and what isn't. That being said, um, formats shift and change, so we can we can hope that going forward, perhaps people will find good ways to counter these aggressive decks. 
So let's talk about the best uh, top 10 commons that you want to be looking for when you're drafting. And the reason we're focusing on these is because these are the cards you will see the most often across your drafts and that will be the most important, your bread and butter as you're putting your decks together. Obviously, mythics and rares are splashy and will help you win. Yes. When it comes down to it, yes. commons yes. is what you yes. really need to know to know if something is open. So we're going to start at number 10 and work our way down to number one because that's the most exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so the number 10 best common in the set based on games in hand win rate, meaning if you have this in your hand, the likelihood that you're going to win the game is Ambush Paratrooper, which is a white card. Yeah, this is one and a white for a one, two, flash flying, five mana, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. I would not in a million years have thought about this card if no. you just showed me the format and you're like, would this no, be on the top ten? I'd be like, no, no, whatever. No. Like, maybe you, I would play it if I needed to fill out my aggressive <laughs> yeah. deck that is also white. <laughs> but here it is, number ten. Here it is. And I mean, it makes, like, yeah. right, now that I know more about the format, it makes sense that five mana activation, you can sometimes get two activations out of this if you have a lot of stuff like Power Stones power running stones. Around, around. Because Power Stones can be used to pump this ability. Yeah. I think a strong card uh, yeah. coming in at number 10. Number nine. Gaia's Gift. This is one in a green instant. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. It gains reach, trample, hexproof, and indestructible until end of turn. Wow. That's a lot of keywords. That's a lot of keywords. <sighs> but you know, anything that blanks removal quite nice. Yeah, I think the fact that it gets indestructible and also hexproof. Yes, is really So you can use it on really strong. D, but then yeah. you can also use it if you need to get tr give your giant monster trample mm -hmm. to get through for the final points of damage. Yep, it just works on a lot of axes. Airlift Chaplain is coming in at number 8, two and a white for a 1/1 one, one flyer, human cleric when it enters the battlefield, mill three cards. Then you, <laughs> excuse me, I swallowed the wasp. Just kidding. <laughs> Nightmare. Uh, you can put a planes or a creature from that mill back into your hand. Um, if you don't, you get a plus one, plus one counter. So you just make a yeah. two, two flyer make if you two, want. Two flyer. That flexibility is great. Mm -hmm. Are you short on your land drops? Do you just want a creature yep. or do you want a two, two flyer? That's three incredible options. Really great. This a card lot of flexibility. Amazing. Um, next up is Overwhelming Remorse. This is four and a black instant. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature card in your graveyard. Exile target creature or planeswalker. Yeah, right. Instant speed exile. Get it out of here. I was casting this thing the other day for like three mana. Nice. Feeling like a champ. Really good. Um, really good stuff. Normally we have to pay the whole five for that and we don't ever get a discount, by the way. Yeah. We Just never saying. get a discount on exiling creatures. <laughs> this store never has good deals. This is a Black Friday of removal spells. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Uh, next up, a prison sentence. Yeah, two and a white uh, enchantment aura enchant creature when it enters the battlefield. Scry two enchanted creature can't attack or block and its activated abilities can't be activated. Once again, we're getting extra benefit on this mm -hmm. card, which is the scry two. We really normally nice. don't get. Yeah, exactly. Usually this is just like arrest. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Take you it go. and don't complain. Take it in white and like just deal with it. But I'll, now we get a scry too. Thank yep. you. Um, next up is Aeronaut Cavalry. This is four and a white for a three, four flyer. When it enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on another target soldier you control. Yeah. Solid. What? Yeah. There's what so else many, can you say? There's so many soldiers in yeah. this format, you, there's lots of incidental a soldier. soldiers. Yes. <laughs> You'll just get those one, one soldiers. Yeah. You know what I mean? The question is there, I always have the question when I'm looking at my opponent's board and I'm like, Oh, do they have any soldiers? The answer is always yes. Yes. There's a one soldier. There there's always somewhere. a soldier. There's always a soldier. Next up is a very, this is shocking. Fascinating that it is. This is card. This four. is fourth. Fourth. 
Goblin Blast Runner. What? One red mana for a 1-2 goblin. It gets plus 2, plus 0, and has menace as long as you sacrificed a permanent this turn. Say what? Excuse me? This one would have surprised me even more than the 1-2 flyer, the ambush paratrooper. And it's way higher on the list. This has a game in hand win rate of 59.5%. That is... That's absurd. What? That's absurd. A one mana one two. You're almost 60% to win the game if you have this card in your hand. I, I, that's unbelievable. It's a one two. It's a one two. Wow. Well. Okay. Good to know. Next up is a more classic best common. Yes. Uh, this is number three on the list. Excavation Explosion. Two and a red sorcery. It deals three damage to any target. Create a tapped Power Stone token. Now that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Kind of expensive, but yeah. you get a Power Stone, which we've mentioned being a valuable. Exactly. Very valuable. And it's in the best color. And any target. Any you target. You can always just That's true. burn your opponent's face. Uh, there are three. <laughs> Burn them. Burn them. Number two. This one used to be number one just a couple of days ago. It has slipped to number two. Scrapwork Mutt. Again, say what? Two Uh, mana for a two-one dog, by the way. (laughs) It's nice to see dog instead of hound. It is. Uh, When it enters the battlefield, you may discard a card if you do draw a card or unearth for one in red. Wow. Nice. It's aggressive, gets in there for damage, lets you uh, rummage, Mm -hmm. which is helpful in a color like red that doesn't have access to that um, effect very much. And then, of course, it has Unearth, which has proven to be so strong. Really strong. In this format. Unearth. Start playing ways to exile graveyards. It's strong. What's number one? Speaking of Unearth, it's Scrapwork Cohort. This is the four mana, three one artifact creature soldier. When it enters the battlefield, create a one one colorless soldier artifact creature token, Unearth for two and a white. Yeah, this is incredible. Yep. Um, I've seen people playing this when they're not even playing white. doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. And then there's a lot of ways in this set to make mana of dif- different colors with the yep. artifacts. So sometimes you're just like, you can just pay for this, you know, because you happen to be running yep. a color fixing artifact that also draws you cards. Game in hand um, win rate, 60.1%. That is... I... Really good? I'm shocked by that number. A three, a four mana 3-1. Uh, a four mana 3-1. So uh, you're also getting that 1-1, one, one, which by the way is a soldier, which yeah. we talked about wanting. And then you've unearthed it and you get another soldier. Uh, that's going a long way to explaining why this card is so great. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the colors there then of our top 10. We've got white, red, red, red. White, white, black, white, green, white, Woof. no blue, no blue, get wrecked. Yeah. One green card, one green card, one, one black, black card. card. <laughs> I was going to say, so if we, <laughs> if we want to talk about the top, like the top five comments per color. Yeah. All five of whites are in, are in the list of the top 10. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about here. All right. Well, we've done white then. Five of them are in the top 10. There you go, everybody. The cohort, co- cohort. The Cavalry, <laughs> Prison Sentence, Airlift, Chaplain, and Ambush Paratrooper. Yikes. All in there. Right? That's um, <laughs> that's a spicy meatball. That's a spicy meatball. That's a spicy meatball. Blue. Blue. None of these cards <laughs> are in the top 10. Are in the top 10. Um, what do you got for the me? The top one is Combat Courier. This is the, the little one, one mana one. one one. Wow. Uh, two mana, sacrifice it, draw a card, unearth for a blue. Wow. 
say, wow. Uh, next wow. is Mightstone's Animation. This is a cool card, actually. Three and a blue for an aura enchant artifact when it enters the battlefield. Draw a card. Uh, enchanted artifact is a creature with base power and toughness. Four, four in addition to its other types. Oh, okay. That one's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that card. Yeah, 57.4% win rate. And like, also, it's a steep drop off. Combat Courier, 58.2. Almost a full... Jeez. Yeah. And then it's almost another full one to the next one, Desynchronize. Uh, this is the instant that puts a non-land permanent on the top or bottom of the, its owner's library. Um, Stern Lesson, which helps you draw cards. And Weak Stone Subjugation, which is a removal spell. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, Blue, I'm really sorry. You had your day, I guess, and it's not yeah. this set. All five of those are worse than... White's five. <laughs> like, it's white five, and then uh, those come later somewhere. Oof. Uh, black, black is the next color. Uh, there's Overwhelming Remorse, which did make the top ten. Yes. Congratulations, and, the congratulations, only one. Congratulations, the only one. Um, the next four are Gix's Caress. This is the one that you remove a non-land card from your opponent's hand, and then you create make a power a stone. stone. Yep. Trench Stalker. This is fascinating. This is the four or five for four and a black. As long as you've drawn two or more cards, it has death touch and a life link and this turn. And it's very cute. It's very cute. And I think that lifelink um, clause here is what's putting it up yep. because you're going to gain back Probably the life so. you lost from those scrap work mutts. Um, disfigure. This is a big one. I mean, disfigure quick. Yep. Quick little kill spell, especially if you're getting run over by a bunch of uh, cheap Boros creatures. Isn't it fascinating that it is not higher on this top five. Yeah, Because honestly, if you were to have me guess, I would have been like, oh, it's probably one or two. It's in the top ten. But, um... Like, uh, the top ten of, across all colors, but nope. No. Um, and then Moment of Defiance. This is wild. Two and a black. Instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus one, and... Gains life, life link until end of turn. Life link. There you go. Draw a card. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, so we're seeing the the cards that maybe the reason that they're in this top five for black is because they have the lifelink ability. Yeah. And a Gix's Caress shocks me, quite honestly, but it makes a power stone. It makes a power so stone. That does shows a, how important good power job. stones are, yeah. Um, red, once again, the top three were all in the top five yep. <laughs> of all colors. That was Scrapwork Mutt, Excavation Explosion, and Goblin Blast Runner. Um, after that, we have Penragon Strongbull. This card is great. This card is really can Watch be brutal. Watch out for it. Two you, in red. Yeah. Two, three, one. Sacrifice an artifact. So get rid of your power stones. It gets plus one, plus one until on a turn and deals one damage to each opponent. Just quite so strong. So it can just kill you. Yeah. Um, and then Whirling Strike is five. One in a red. Instant target creature gets plus two, plus so and gains first strike and trample until end of turn. That trample, man. Yeah, trample. That trample is going to get you. Absolutely. In green, we already talked about Guy's Gift. That's coming in at number one. Uh, game in hand, win rate 58.8%. Yep. Um, unsurprising next is Boulder Branch Golem. This yeah. is the seven mana, six five with prototype for three and a green. As what a happens three, three. when it enters the battlefield, Megan? You gain life. You gain, you gain life. life equal to its power. You gain life. Yep. What do you do? You gain, gain life. life. Um, Argothian Opportunist, great little card. This is the 3-2 for three that makes a Power Stone token. Love it. Obviously. Um, Blanchwood Prowler. This is the one in a green, one, one elemental. You mill three cards. You can put a land card from among them into your hand. If you don't, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And a good old classic at number five. Giant growth. Giant growth. Wow. Hey, giant growth. Giant growth. What's up, buddy? Hi. Very cute. Yeah. Um, 
Wow. Well, yep. what, what a time. What a time. This data is definitely pointing us in a certain direction. Yes, it is. That so is to red. Like, that what is to do white. I need to do? That is to multi, uh, excuse me, <laughs> multicolor, monocolor. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, red and white. Um, if you're got a draft too. Yeah. Uh, that's where you want to be in this draft format, everybody. Wow. And that also points to cards that you should look towards more highly in your seal this weekend if you're playing the arena open. Yeah. Um, oh, man, Maria, I sent you the one seal that I have done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because it was beautiful. I will recount it now for it you was, all briefly. It was a thing of beauty. It is. It was It was an obvious seven wins. <laughs> uh, what else can I say about it? Um, I had a worm coil engine. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. And Cityscape Leveler. This is the eight mana, eight, eight mythic. Oh, yeah. When you cast it or when it attacks, destroy one target non-land permanent. Gross. With unearth also. Um, that was, you know what? The, I, that's what, what more. What more do you need to that's say? Like, like, exactly. Like, was there other stuff? Yeah, I had third path savant, which is the tuna blue for a two, three. You pay seven and draw two cards. You were making a lot of power stones. Yeah. Yeah. And like that card in a sealed format. I mean, of course, blue has been underperforming. Yeah. But just very, very good. So, yeah. Oh, boy. I am. Uh, I mean, what a weird format. What a Honestly. weird format. Very yeah. strange things are happening. <laughs> strange things are afoot. Afoot. And we mentioned the Arena Open a couple of times. That's this weekend. Yeah. Um, the 26th and 27th. You can play sealed day one, best of one and best of three. Draft is on day two if you make mm-hmm. it to day two. Um, for something fun to do over the Thanksgiving weekend. There's also going to be Gladiator, which is a free-to-play event on Arena. If you want to check that out, invented by our friends over at Loading Ready Run. Yeah, it's very fun. So we encourage everyone to check that out. Plus, it's free, and it's a good time. <laughs> um, but... Wow, I guess it'll remains to be seen if the format shifts from here from this dominance of mono red decks and red white in general. Yeah, if we're able to counter that a little bit, we see green and black trying to get into the game with some lifelink. Blue is like back on the sideline, like, "Hey, remember me?" And we're like, "No, no I wish, buddy, <laughs> I wish." So yeah, keep us posted if you ever draft or build something and sealed that you think is really cool you can tweet at us at glhf magic hop in the discord share decklist with us with us we love to see it yeah we do and we'll see where the format goes from here it's good luck high five preview time this time we're talking about jumpstart wow so uh, jumpstart as we mentioned before, is a super cool format yeah. where you take two little 20 card boost themed boosters. Theme boosters. Um, and you shuffle them together. They already have lands to make them work. Yep. Um, and then you get to play, you know, your friend, your opponent with these two little this like little mashup deck. I think they're like so fun. Cat fairies and y- unicorn zombies. Yeah. We um Jumpstart came out last year too. Yeah. And uh, there's a new edition coming out this uh, December 2nd. Mm-hmm. And we've got a preview pack to show you. Yeah. We're gonna crack open a virtual pack of zombies. zombies. Now, each of these themes also have a rarity, common, rare, and mythic. And among the common and rares, you'll get different cards in them. Oh. So not, not every single one is going to be the same yeah. either. Um, so let's crack that virtual pack and see what we've got. Ooh, first up is Cemetery Recruitment. One in a black sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. If it's a zombie card, draw a card. Well, you've got a pretty good chance that it's going to be yeah. a zombie card. <laughs> you have a 
another zombie card. In this Did we format. say this was zombies? This is zombies. This is zombies. The yes. theme zombies. is zombies. Crow of Dark Tidings is our next card, which is two and a black for a two and flyer. It's a zombie bird. Zombies. When Crow of Dark Tidings enters the battlefield or dies mill two cards put <gasps> those zombies in your graveyard get them back with put the, your zombies get them back with cemetery recruitment nice synergy already here at the first two cards in the pack yeah dead weight is the next one single black enchantment aura enchant creature it gets minus two minus two great removal classic removal uh, endless ranks of the dead is a rare we've got for you. Yeah, two black black enchantment. The beginning of your upkeep create X two two black zombie creature tokens where X is half the number of zombies you control rounded down. Um, pretty good. Oh, <laughs> you just keep doing it. Interesting. <laughs> also, the art on this is lovely. Ryan Yi, one of my favorite arts probably of all time. I yeah. put this in there. It's a very spooky but pretty. Love it. It's got the stained glass window with a bunch of zombies like on the other side of it, kind of yeah. like banging on it to get in. Oh, great vibes. I really love it. I mean, bad vibes, but bad, great vibes. Great vibes. Gavany Unhollowed is our next card. Three mm-hmm. and a black for a two, two zombie. Excuse me, two, four zombie. Whenever another creature you control dies, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Get those creatures in the graveyard. Kill your zombies. Ghoul Razor, one black, black, for a 2-2 zombie, when it enters the battlefield, re- return a zombie card at random from your graveyard to your hand. I like it. Love it. You can't choose which one it is, but that's more fun sometimes. Yeah. Uh, nine zombie, one in a black for a 1-3. One, one in a black, sacrifice a creature. It's going to be a zombie. Target player loses one life and you gain one life. Put those zombies in the graveyard. Also great art from Greg yeah. Staples here. The zombie eating a bone. That's cannibalism. Anyway. <laughs> Graph Harvest, single black enchantment. Zombies you control have menace. Great. Three and a black exile a creature card from your graveyard. Create a two, two black zombie creature token. Look, you can get zombies back as themselves, or you can exile a zombie to make zombies. To make zombies. You can exile a zombie from a graveyard to make a new zombie. How's that for science? You could, if whatever your second pack is, you shuffle with this, you can exile that and turn it into zombie. Ooh, how about that? Zombie cat. Zombie. Ugh. All timer here up next. Gravecaller, another rare. Uh, Gravecaller can't bro- block. It's 2 1, but who cares about blocking? Am I right? You may cast Gravecaller from your graveyard as long as you control a zombie. Great. You control a zombie. <laughs> How many times are we going to say zombie in this segment? So many. <laughs> Grave Digger, oh, another yeah. classic. All timer. Three and a black, 2 2 zombie. When it <laughs> enters the battlefield, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Use a different card to get this zombie back from your graveyard. Get and then another zombie card. Gets another zombie. How's Beautiful. that for science? Carfell Kennelmaster. This is a more expensive zombie. Uh, four and a black for a four, four. It's a zombie berserker. When it enters the battlefield, up to two target creatures each get plus one, plus zero and gain indestructible until end of turn. Hot. So attack into whatever. Who cares? <gasps> we have a, a mythic. mythic. Oh, we've got Liliana Death's Majesty. I love this one. Three black, black, five loyalty, plus one, create a two, two black zombie creature token, mill two cards. Minus three return right. target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. That creature is a black zombie in addition to its other colors and types. Or minus seven destroy all non-zombie creatures. Gonna ultimate her for sure. Yeah. If you also like Liliana, she needs her majesty. Or excuse me, her mastery. She already she has, has, her, has majesty. her majesty. She needs her mastery. Oh, yes. Three black black for an enchantment. Zombies you control get plus one plus one. When it enters the battlefield, create two 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 black zombie creature tokens. Nice. Very good. Uh, this card, I don't, 
I don't recognize this card. It's but spooky. It is really weird. Malfeld twins. <laughs> five and a black for a four four. When it dies, create two 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 black zombie creature tokens. Sick. Wow. Marauding Bone Slasher. I love this card. Yeah. Is there an exom? Uh two and a black for a zombie minotaur. Can't block unless you control number zombie. It's a three three. Yeah. Love it. Great rate. Oh, Meyer Triton. This is a classic little zomb. <laughs> yeah. One in a black for a two one zombie Merfolk. <sighs> Death touch when it enters the battlefield. Mill two cards and you gain two life. I love that zombie. Oh, yeah. Love that, that zombie. zombie. Necromancer Stockpile is a card you have the chance to open. One in a black for an enchantment at rare. One in a black. Discard a creature card. Draw a card. If the discarded card was a zombie, you make a two two black zombie creature token. Wow. That's Spicy. value. That's value That's right value. there. Discard a zombie. Get a zombie. Okay. <laughs> How about this Zom? Returned Reveler. One in a black for a 1-3 zombie satyr. When it dies, each player mills three cards. Sick. Put those zombies in, in your graveyard. Yard. Shambling Ghoul. How about this Zom? One in a black for a 2-3 enters tapped. All right. I'll take it. Stitcher's Supplier. Another classic Zom. Oh, I love this Zom. Zom. <laughs> <laughs> one black for a 1-1 one, one zombie. When it enters the battlefield or dies, oh, mill three mil, cards. Mill three cards. Put the zombs in the yard. Zombs. Zombs. How about an undead auger? Black, black for a 2-2 two, two zombie wizard. When it or another zombie you control dies, you draw a card and you lose one life. Ooh, value. 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 Oh, this is also the most beautiful phrase in the English language. Cellar door. Two. Artifact. Uncommon. Three tap. Target Wait, player. the phrase cellar door? Yeah. Haven't you ever heard that? What? No. What? Really? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like the most beautiful two-word phrase, cellar door. I don't know. I didn't invent it. I. <laughs> this is not real. <laughs> Keep going, but this is not real. Three tap. Target player puts the bottom card of their library into their graveyard. If it's a creature card, you make a 2-2 black zombie uh, creature token. Hold on. I'm looking it up. Cellar door. Most beautiful. Was it from Donnie Darko? Cellar door is considered the most beautiful word because of phone aesthetics. It's the study of beauty associated with speech words. Cellar door. Cellar door. It is not that nice. There are better <laughs> words that sound nicer. I don't know. That's just hot what, take. That's what they say. Better words that sound nicer. Um, Good news, everybody. We've now got um, three cards left to preview for you, two of which are brand new. Brand new cards. Here's a brand new card. Ready? Are you yeah, ready for it, though? I'm ready. Deadly plot. Ooh, three and a black instant. Choose one. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. Yes. Nice. Or return target zombie creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Gorgeous. I love it. It's so flexible. Yes. Um, great art by Peter Pollock here. Yeah, really beautiful. Yeah. Very spooky. Very um, eerie. The next card is a reprint, but it has beautiful new art. So in these packs, you're going to get an anime art style card. And we're going to show off one for you right now. Yes. Lord of the Accursed. This is my favorite choice to make an yeah, anime art. It is great. It's a great anime art. Two and a black for a two, three zombie. Other zombies you control get plus one, plus one. One black tap. All zombies gain menace until end of turn. It's a two, three. This this art is quite lovely. There yes. is this anime lady. She's standing on an empty battlefield with a few zombies around her. Of course. A flowing red cape. I don't know what yeah. to call that. Ribbon. Pur purple hair, red glowing eyes. Classic anime. Really like it. Yeah. And another new card. Ooh, Maria. 
Do you want to do the honors? All right. Suspicious Shambler. Welcome to Magic the Gathering. Three and a black for a 4-2 zombie at common. Four black black. Exile Suspicious Shambler from your graveyard. Create two 2-2 two, two black zombie creature tokens. Activate only as a sorcery. Wow. I love that it's on a creature. Yes. I love that the art is one zam- zombie stacked on top of another zombie in a trench coat. Oh, it is. That's why <laughs> it's suspicious. At first, it's a normal. I'm Look, I'm a normal, very tall person. Two zombies in a trench coat. Two zombies. Suspicious Shambler, in a.k.a. Trench coat. Two zombies in a trench coat. That's great. Very nice. A plus. Uh, there's a look at some of the zombies that you may have access to in Jumpstart 2022, everybody. Yeah. Thank you to Wizards for the free preview content. Again, you can get Jumpstart packs starting on December 2nd. Take two, put them together, shuffle up and play. Sick. Hey everybody, we've got Judge Rob back on the show. Yay! Welcome, Rob. And you, yeah. it, you know, it's not for the normal reason, which is yeah. it could be previewing a new set at this rate. <laughs> at, but, at this rate. But it is not uh, this time. Uh, we've got a great new uh, segment that we're doing with Rob that we're so excited to debut on this episode, which we like to call Magic the Amateur. <laughs> that, is, that is such a good. Did you just come up with that? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, brand I just, new. just came into just my head. Into your head. No one has ever named my head. anything that before. No. Yeah, no. it's. It, it, it sounds totally novel to me. Yeah, yeah. never you. heard it before. Thank you. Uh, where Rob is going to talk to us about ways that you can teach people magic, uh, best practices for that, and cool new things that are happening in the judge space around yeah. magic. Because I'm always fascinated when you talk to us about certain rules and stuff that are just like so interesting, corner case <laughs> things. And I yeah. think a lot of people are interested yeah. in that too. This week specifically, we're talking about teaching people the game. Right. We uh, previewed a jumpstart pack on yeah. the show with zombies. So that's one way to teach people the game. Yep. But what are best practices within like using a product like Jumpstart or anything to yeah. teach somebody magic? You're going to let us know because you were at DreamHack this past weekend. I was. For the regional was, championship. Yes. I was there with Magic Kids. Magic Kids. And yeah. uh, Magic Kids is partnering to, to make this happen. Yes. And so uh, Magic Kids is, we'll talk more about it later, but it's a learn to play charity that sends out kits to help teach kids magic. We want to be like chess clubs for Magic the Gathering. Yes. And... Mm-hmm. Because we're giving you this segment, you, if you're like, I know teachers or I'm a teacher myself, but I don't know how to play magic or I don't know teachers that know how to play magic. You don't have to yeah. know how to play magic to make use of magic kids. Yeah, you can true. order it and learn with the kids as you teach them. It, it, yeah. If you don't know anything at all about magic and you're listening, we're probably in the middle of the episode for this segment. Yeah. You're yes. in the middle of this episode. <laughs> we wow. can help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic organization, and uh, lots of these kits are available for teachers if you want to start a club. Um, yeah. Even if you're not a teacher and want to start a club, yeah. hey, they can help you out. Yeah. Um, but Rob, let's talk about DreamHack. Yeah. What was it like? It was a. It was huge. So I'm used to large scale magic tournaments, right? Yeah. And yeah. this. So we had a large scale magic tournament there that was the the regional championships was over 900 players mm-hmm. qualified that played in it more than that qualified but obviously like if somebody's from Washington they might not want to fly to Atlanta sure yeah and so there were there were more people qualified than played but still a ton of people played what was it like being back at a large scale tournament like that for it the was first time in a long super time? cool it was it was great to see everybody like tons of people that I hadn't seen in a while pre-COVID. Uh, tons of people from Minnesota came down. There was a whole team of Minnesotans that, that went and played, and they played a, a super cool eight pyromancer deck because of the new Love the it. new um, the new blue red pyromancer that makes like th- yeah. artifact tokens. Oh, the soldiers, yeah, yeah the soldier to- mm-hmm. the soldier artifacts. Yeah, and so they they played that that deck, and that was really cool. And they did generally pretty well. I think there were three people that made day two out of the Minnesota nice. crew. Nice and. 
so they this tournament was a was a huge deal it was a, the first really really big one run by wizards in a while there were a bunch of wizards people there uh, Huey was there yeah, yeah. the head of World, worldwide organized play and just a whole bunch of wizards folk were checking out how how this tournament was going to get people qualified for the pro tour the first uh, regional championship weekend of the new organized play system yeah, exactly so we talked about in the upkeep if you want info on that everybody yep um, the podcast came out yesterday where we talked about who, how, what decks won. It was Pioneer yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yep. You can check that out. And it was like, it was worldwide. There was stuff happening, you know, in Brazil the same day, right? Yep. And yep. there was also one in Europe. Yes. And, uh, but, and so this is a, for a magic tournament, it would take up like a whole exhibit hall space. It was fairly large. DreamHack was like five times larger than just this magic space. Yeah. And um, I didn't really have it in my head how big DreamHack was going to be. I think the monster booth might have been as big as the Magic Space, honestly. <laughs> and, but they had fighting game tournaments. They had a new game, Skyscraper, that was all over the place. They had um, a giant LAN party. They had people that were bringing in cots that they could stay the whole weekend just right in the space. Wow. Um, and it, it was very, very cool. DreamHack was, was a blast. And what we've done at Learn to Plays in the past is we've had a lot of, like, uh, we, we break things up. We call people visitors, people who come up to learn about magic kids, find out if they can get magic in their schools or donate us stuff or, or help out with our with our big goal as a charity. Mm -hmm. But we also have learners. We're, we're teaching people the game of magic, right? And normally we've got like seven to one visitors to learners, right? Everybody at a magic tournament already knows magic for the most part. Yeah. So they're coming up and they might have like a friend that they brought along and it's like, oh, I'll learn how to play. Or it might be a kid whose parent brought them and they're playing in the tournament and the parent's like, I don't really know anything about this game. And we're like, well, we'll teach you. We're pretty patient about it and it'll help you just connect with your kid. But at, we had, we taught like 230 people to play magic. Wow. <laughs> Over the course of the weekend. It was huge. Holy uh, cow. It, it was just constant. We, we did like 122 people was our number for Saturday alone. That's uh, Incredible. It, it was there, it was myself, um, Matt Decker, who is the design lead, who does all of the the flyers, the documents, and the the teaching materials, and Kelly Schrant, who's the educational lead, who like works on the Magic Kids educational program. He's mm -hmm. an educator who uh, teaches at a at a local middle school in Rochester. And the three of us, and then a really excellent judge uh, volunteer who was with us on Saturday, we could not have gotten through without Charles. Uh, and so we we just taught people all day long, all three days, and. What we did is you were mentioning your jumpstart pack that you previewed. We yes. use jumpstart packs yeah. for this. They're so wow. great for yeah, teaching. Yeah, they're, they're people. super great yeah. for teaching. And what we did was we would give them one pack. We'd let them choose from five, one of each color, and then we would we would take another pack, and then we would run through like what's like what are lands, what are spells, the breakdown of a card, and then just start playing. And the the biggest things, the biggest takeaways are get the mana system into somebody's head mm -hmm. because the mana system's hard. It's weird. Yeah, There's not a lot of, it doesn't occur in a lot of other games. Yeah. And a lot of other games, the way that magic does it, where you have to pay for every single symbol is different than other games. Other games, they'll have like a threshold amount and then also a total amount that you have to pay. But magic is, your blue and three is four mana in magic. In a lot of other games, uh, a blue and a three would be three mana. You have to pay total of three. You have to pay it, yeah. pay it with some blue. And so like getting people's heads wrapped around the different, the different way that magic does its mana system is important. Tapping huge deal like teaching them the mechanics of tapping and teaching them how tapping works once they get tapping in the mana system they can read cards right they can kind of figure out what cards do and there's a lot of intuitive stuff where flying is the most intuitive mechanic in magic right you fly i don't 
well, I can't, I can't block <laughs> you, right? Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Right, and so a classic story. I would argue classic horsemanship fly, is uh, on the same level of flying because if you're on a horse, I obviously can't block you. Yeah, but. you can't. I can't. I can't run as fast as a horse. I can't stop a horse. I can run so, as fast as a horse. Yeah, but you have horsemanship. Yeah, I do. As a person. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And so uh, the. The big things are getting those down and then getting like the turn flow and structure, right? How do you teach turn flow and structure, Robert? Um, you just I like just, I just untap, do upkeep, draw? I, I do it step by step as we need to know things. So when when we start the game, I have them on their first turn, they'll draw a card, right? And I say every turn you draw a card at the start of your turn. And then they might play a spell on their first turn or they might not, but they definitely play a land. I say every turn you get to play a land. I don't tell them about phases. I don't care about phases. They don't care about phases, right? Yeah, sure. They care about the stuff they're allowed to do. And I'm like, you get to draw a card, you get to play a land, and then later, once they've played a land and they've tapped it for a thing, I'll be like, now, you get to that land, yeah, you get to untap it. And they're like, oh, great. Uh, and I'm like, every turn, you get a new card and all your stuff gets fresh. It, like, it gets unexhausted. It gets fresh. Yeah. fresh. <laughs> and so, all your stuff? Gets fresh. fresh. Gets fresh. And so, it, it, I like this, Rob, yeah, because like, you're saying you get to do these things. It's yeah. not like every turn you must untap. You yeah. must do this. You must. Yeah. Who cares about phases? That's a great tip. Right. And so we have some like guide materials of like like a like a reminder thing. What we are doing with donations this weekend. We didn't want to haul them all back for the most part. So we'd take draft chaff. People were drafting the brothers were a lot, and they'd they'd bring us a whole like like box of just like somebody opened a bunch of collectors boosters, for instance, or set boosters. And they'd bring us all whatever they didn't want. And so we'd break up into piles and we had a nice wrapper that had like the parts of a card, the phases of the turn and how combat works on mm -hmm. it. And so we'd wrap the thing and hand it to people as we taught them. Okay. The so having that little reminder that they can yeah. have in front of them is helpful. Yeah. So having, so like, my guess is that you have to play at least a dozen games of magic to like get it, to have it like ingrained in you as to how it how it works. Yeah. Flowing but so your blood. having a reminder, yeah. Having a reminder though that you can refer back to is like, oh, I don't remember what the middle part of a card does. Like what what, what is being, you know, this is a creature elf druid. What does all that mean? Yeah. Having a little reminder of this is the types of the card creatures get to attack and block. And so we have this reminder sheet that we'd wrap up with the thing and hand out to them and be like, here's a bunch of these commons. You can use it to try to change your deck, mess around with the stuff, try things out. Uh, probably have 40% lands. Uh, the rest of it's all up to you. And then, but just take this sheet and then uh, it's wrapped on there and then you can refer to it. The second time that you play, you'll be like, I don't remember how combat works. Well, I got a combat breakdown on here, right? Cute. And so the, having that to hand out to people was really nice. I know that in a lot of cases, like we taught a lot of small children at this one. So the reason it was backwards was because magic was maybe a fifth of DreamHack. Right. And so people came to DreamHack to do other stuff. Yeah. And so they, they came in so they could, you know, play fighting games. And they came in with their kids and they, they did the vendor row where they bought a bunch of like super glowy things and awesome art from these vendors and whatever. <laughs> and they went and saw the Nest Quick Rabbit for some reason was there. <laughs> and Burying the what? lead, Rob. It was across the, from us. They were the Nest Quick Rabbit? Yeah, they were printing. Themselves? They had a t-shirt printer and they were printing. They had Nest Quick shirts and you got to you have your name printed on the back of the shirt on site. And then the Nest Quick Rabbit would give it to you. It was weird. It was right that across from us. Does the Nesquik rabbit lay Nesquik eggs? I have no idea. I don't I don't know what this cryptid does. I don't have a That is I think if you had given me a list of 20 things and been like, guess uh, the one that was actually at DreamHack, I would not have picked Nesquik Rabbit out of the list. Would you have picked the the convenience store Circle K having a booth? No. Also they, not that they, one. They, they also had a booth. Uh can I just incredible. go in there and get like convenience store snacks? Oh yeah. 
Okay, well that's cool. I it was like very that. It, like they were up on the like so there were there were monitors all around showing off what was happening at DreamHack and like Circle K had an ad that it's like <laughs> it was like look you can buy prepackaged sandwiches from the Circle K and I'm like. <laughs> Okay. Can I gas up my car too? I don't know. They, they didn't bring gasoline into the hall. Well, I don't think. But next <laughs> next time, pump and munch is going to be there. You mark my words. Best quick rabbit is. I, you could just go get free chocolate milk. I don't. I don't understand every really like the, this, this whole the whole thing felt like a promotional vehicle for a lot of these companies. Well, why it was not? Like, yeah, it was like half promotional vehicle for these companies, and then the other half was just people playing computer games and being super happy about it, or playing console video games. There were Smash Brothers tournaments. There are all sorts of stuff, Cute. right? So right. I want Megan so. to pretend like she's coming up to your booth, and okay. I want to hear what the yeah. first thing you'd say to her is she's like, I want to learn magic. Hey, what's this? Hey, so have you heard about magic, the tabletop card game? Oh, yeah, okay. I know. I've heard of magic. <laughs> yeah, do you want to learn how to play it? Sure. Yeah, so then we would sit down, Okay. and I'd, we had some some really nice, like, geek cheek tables that we we'd yeah. sit down and I'd lay oh, out the five decks. Oh, this table is nice. Yeah, it would be like, the company's cheap. unfortunately gone out of business. <laughs> That's too bad for them. They should have had a, they should have had a table rabbit. Yeah. So, but we got these tables for them promotionally. So, uh, so we have these tables. They're really nice. Great. And uh, I have these five decks. Um, okay. And so let's talk a little bit about like the philosophy of the colors that you know, kind of what's going on in okay. the game. Oh, so white yeah. is the color of armies and groups and working together. And so like this theme deck is the Legion theme deck. That Great. Puts some soldiers together. I'm a pacifist. I feel like that's not for me. Yeah. Well, you're going to have some, you're going to have some time in <laughs> magic. Magic is about punching people well, in the face. <laughs> my passivism only goes so far. So right. well, yeah, I'll right. be able to get around um, it. So like blue is the color of trickery and deceit and knowledge. Oh, yeah. And if you like drawing cards in other games, You'll want to you want to play blue. Yeah. Uh, black is is the color of winning at any cost. It, oh. Raising the dead is unethical. Black doesn't care if it's ethical or not. Great. They'll bring back zombies. Ooh, uh, so I'm into black from this description. Exactly. Yeah. So so black is willing to to do whatever it takes to try to win the game. Mm -hmm. um, so this is the reanimated theme deck. And when your stuff dies, you'll be able to bring it back again cool. for another pass. Uh, and. Red is the color of passion and short-term thinking and things like lightning and fire. Uh, this this one is the goblins goblins theme deck. They do not care about long-term thinking. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna just throw themselves at you to try. Now to, I try understand to win the game. why I chose wrecked. <laughs> I'm not a bad person, so I don't feel like playing that deck. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, and then there's green, which is the color of nature and growth and big monsters and the the natural world. And so this is the dinosaurs theme deck, where well. green gets to summon its big dinosaurs. Which of these seems most interesting? Pick, wow, based on this, I would be like, give me the dinos. Exactly. Yeah. And so you'd grab the dinosaurs theme deck. We'd open them up, and I what I do for the very first game is I hate getting mana screwed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I would cheat with all these people and be like, here's the deal. Normally, you draw seven random cards. We're not gonna. We're gonna start with seven cards of our choice in our hand. We're gonna pick three lands out of the out of the lands that are in the oh, back of these jump starts nice. and four spells. Okay. And then we'd shuffle the rest to make a deck, and then we would we would just uh, I would run down the anatomy of the card. I'd be like, here's the name, here's the cost and how mana works, here's the type line, and here's the power toughness. It has abilities. We're not gonna worry yet. Someday when you play a card, we'll know it has abilities. Every card changes the rules of the game. I don't want to bog you down. I yeah. just want just what the basic stuff. You know that abilities exist here. Everyone is different. So we're not going to worry about which one those Great. are. 
And then we would, we would just start playing. I'd always have them go first. And if we had like a multiplayer game, the person to my left would go first. So everybody would get a turn and mm-hmm. I'd get, I'd get the last turn. So I'd show them just to, just to kind of set in their heads. This is the things you all did. This is the thing I'm doing as well, right? Is I'm going to play a land. Do I have a one cost spell? And every turn I'd ask them, you know, do you have a thing you can play? And I would try to make them the master of their own destiny. I, they get to choose whatever thing. And it doesn't matter if the decision is bad strategically, right? Yeah. What they're learning, they're learning strategy when they're first picking up magic. They're, you know, when you sit down to, to learn how to drive a car, you aren't worried about lanes and signals and stop signs. I'm not worried no, no, about no. anything. No, 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 but, but the, the very first thing that you want to learn when you drive a car yeah, uh-huh. is how to start the car and which one's the gas and which one's the brake. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, that's and probably so, number one. And the fact two that you got to turn And you got to move thing. the wheel and how, <laughs> and how the wheel controls it, right? Yeah. And so what you're learning when you're first learning magic is how to manipulate the stuff that is magic. Great. You weren't, you weren't trying to figure out whether or not you should be driving on the left or driving on the right, right? That takes... Once you figured out how to basically drive a car, I in a always parking drive lot, on the left. Yeah. Doesn't right. matter where I am. It doesn't matter where you are. Okay. That's an issue. That's uh, <laughs> so. Do you have? Has your license been revoked by the state of Minnesota, or just just no, should I, I be have concerned? Diplomatic immunity. You diplomat. Whoa. Okay. Got I it. didn't know that that applied to licenses. <laughs> it, it, I didn't know anything about diplomatic immunity before now, so I'm learning something new yeah. all the time. I from can Maria. do whatever I want, basically. <laughs> And so what I try to do is get them to be, get them to know the basic mechanics of how to manipulate stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, yeah, that spell gives your, so like a player would play a healer's hawk in turn one, very reasonable play. Great. Then in turn two, they're like, I have a two cost spell. It's this one that gives my hawk plus one plus seven. I'm like, great. Go ahead and play that. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. This is a, this is a bad decision. This is an instant. You should be interacting. I don't care. I want to teach them about how a spell works, what it does to the thing. It goes and to the when graveyard they can cast when it. they yeah. can cast it. Yeah. Um, and for our for our demo games, we wanted them fast. We just started at six life. We just stripped down the the oh, whole nature of the game. Idea. You had a twenty card deck. You had six life, and so actually giving your healers hawk plus one plus seven to attack for That's two good. is That's actually pretty okay. Pretty solid. Um, and so. Uh, it turns out some of the decks were better than others in this universe. Like yeah, the yeah. the Jumpstart Blitz deck has ball lightning in it, which just kills a player. <laughs> like you get to three mana and they're like, what does this card do? And I'm like, yeah, it casts it, it, it cast cast that. It kills me. Go ahead and cast that. Pick a player. Who do you want to fight with this? And they were like, you. And I'm like, great. I don't have a creature. <laughs> All right, I'm dead. Now nah, next player's some turn. Some of these tips yeah. that you're putting out here, Rob, I just want to highlight, like starting at six life, I think yep. is very smart mm-hmm. to make the games fast. So if yep. you want to do something different again, it doesn't take exactly. all the way down from 20 to zero. You mentioned uh, teaching multiplayer when you're doing yeah. it. If you're teaching multiple people, like over the holidays or something, why not have a fun little multiplayer game yeah. with your friends or family and teach yeah. them all at the same time, just, right? Just stick some simple decks together, like optimally. I think Jumpstart's a little little bit complicated for the very first game for a lot of people. I would have a deck that just has like two types of cards. My problem was that there are a lot of auras in oh, these sure. Jumpstart decks. Okay. And so I had to explain like an aura is just a chunk of, or an enchantment's a chunk of magic. And I think just an enchantment spell makes sense. They're just like, oh, this is Zendikar's Royal. It's just an enchantment. I made this the magical thing. It's just out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I have to explain, all right, now auras are magic that you stick to things. And I'm like, I, we get, that could be more advanced stuff. That could be game two. Right? Sure. Okay. But just having like creatures and sorceries or creatures and artifacts. People got equipment really fast. When I was like, you make a sword, it's on the ground. You can you can pay some man and have a creature sense. pick it up. So yeah. it's not it, like teaching them how an activated ability works is Pretty smooth once they figure out, oh, it's like a spell that my card can cast. 
but I still have to pay for it because my I car mean, doesn't own any mana. So, uh, like, <laughs> you still have to be the daddy. Yeah, you still have to be. They're all You're your kids. You're the sugar really. daddy, and these um, are everyone. I'm magic daddy. Uh, and it, 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 like, you can also kind of, kind of like dial it in a little bit based on how how much you think people are going to get. Not because they're they're bad or terrible, but because we had we had kids where the most exciting part of their game was figuring out that when they take away three from five, you got two. They were really tiny. Like, they, they, they were like, yeah, I had Ooh. this math skill that I just learned and I can Subtraction. use it. Subtraction. Yeah. Yes. Sick. And so like, and so they, they were, they were, they were very excited. They got to subtract. They were like seven. Like they were, they were very, very excited. Well, to be I in mean there. like, look, yeah. kids being excited about math. Like that's. Yes. No, that's, yeah, and that's the whole point deal. of Magic Kids as a charity is once kids realize that they can, you know, attack dragons into angels and that math lets them do that. Like maybe I would have actually in. liked math if I had known about magic when I was little, Very if it had existed, you know? And so the, uh, these kids actually, that came in Saturday with their dad, we played a bunch and I just, it was like, here's the deal. Your cards have abilities and I don't care. We're going to ignore all the abilities and the creatures, mm-hmm. they're just going to be their power and toughness. Cause I think it's most important that you just learn about how things interact and fight and, you know, line these numbers up and what's three minus two. Is that one is one bigger than zero? Yes. Good. This lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they, I just had them do their basic, like they had, if they had creatures and they had sorcerers that made their creatures bigger and the creatures had no abilities, it would have been optimal. But as sat, we just ignored the powers and toughness of their, or the abilities of their creatures. They just had power and toughnesses. All they did is that math. And they came back again on Sunday and their dad's like, yeah, we went home. We talked about all the things we did and they couldn't stop talking about coming here and playing this. I want to play again. Sounds so, like when we yeah. learned the game. That's honestly. so right. cute. And so they, they were so excited and yeah. they were, they were so happy to, to come out and play. And then they, we played again and we did this again and they were, they were just super, super stoked to be, to be playing with us. Um, and so we had a bunch of people come back again on Sunday that mm-hmm. were like, that was super cool. Can you teach me more? What's the next step? What should I do from here? I'm like, go to a local game store. If you want to play in an event here, you can. But honestly, you played like two games of Magic. You maybe shouldn't play Sealed yet. Yeah. What you should do is take these decks that I've given you. What we did at the end, because we had done a 20-card jumpstart de- deck, just one of the the small jumpstart packs. Yeah. Um, if I was playing 1v1, I'd give them the one that I was using. If I was playing with, you know, three people, I would give whoever whoever killed me my jumpstart pack. And then, who like, the other people, I'd have them be like, what other ones do you want? Do you want to have the witches jumpstart pack? Do you want to, do you want to have vampires? Yeah. Do you want to have, you know, minotaurs, whatever? I would give everybody jumpstart packs, and I'd say, you have two of these now. Um, you were playing one color before. Now let's get advanced. You get to play two colors. And so I'd always give them a second color. And that they get to know that sometimes there's there's you can have decks that have two colors. You can have some variety in your deck building, and it'd be like swap some cards out, try some stuff. Here's a bunch of commons as well. Uh, once you played these a couple games, add these commons in and change them out, and try to figure things out. Uh, you're gonna fail. <laughs> it, like seriously, ninety yeah. percent of the decks that I build are really bad. <laughs> and so, but but you, what's gonna happen is you're gonna learn something, and you might have fun when you're learning something. And then you'll try something else. You'll say, this didn't work. I'll try this other thing. And so teaching them that experimentation and trying stuff and failing is the nature of magic. And then like I had a, I had a group of like five guys that we played a couple times. And the second time they're like, this guy's winning. We're going to beat up on him because it's multiplayer. And then this person's winning. And then we're going to kill like, you. Oh, yeah. And a that, classic and lesson of multiplayer. Right, you yeah. have all now exactly. learned. <laughs> well, but then, then they're like, man, we feel bad because we're not winning. And I'm like, dudes, dudes, there's five of us. Let's say that we play or there's six of us. Let's say we play, we played six games. How many of those would you expect to win in a six player game? And they're like, I don't know, maybe one. I'm like, yeah, one or less. There's six of us. Right. Yeah. And so like. 
you'll never like like you're never going to win 100% of your games. The the best player who ever lived at the professional level at Pro Tours had a 62% win rate at 1v1. And that's yeah. that's extraordinary. That is a, that is an outrageous <laughs> win rate against the Pro Tour, but like that's still like you win just a little over half really. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so having that expectation yeah. up front. Yeah, that's that sometimes you lose games it. and they were like, "Oh, okay." Or that makes sense. Sometimes you lose games. And all of a sudden they're like, their life philosophy is flashing before their eyes. And you're like, it's okay to fail. Wow. Changing lives. Yeah. And so, and getting them to know that sometimes, sometimes stuff doesn't work out. Sometimes they get blown up by tricks. Sometimes, you know, your opponent gets to destroy all your stuff and you get to be (laughs) sad. And uh, like, but there's, there's give and take. And there's like people seeing that, you know, give and take of like their deck didn't do anything it had no one drops or two drops, but on three, they got to play a better spell than anybody else did. Yeah. And so they get to know, oh, the mana system means that I get I get back in the game by playing bigger spells if I if I haven't lost. Yeah. Uh, it was, was super helpful. Um, it's I so, also yeah. like that tip that you have of like starting out with a monocolor deck, which yes. is how Megan and I learned. Yeah, absolutely. And then adding in a second color only as as you yep. get better and you understand yeah. more of the game. Yeah. And the, the other thing when you're teaching is have patience. Um. The people will spend some time trying to puzzle out what's going on. Um, do it for them the first time. Show them what's going on. Maybe maybe help them the second time, and then like let them read cards and figure stuff out. I would ask questions, and I would tell people, "I'm going to ask you questions, and you're going to be confused because the answer is going to be obvious. You're going to be like, "Well, of course I can't do anything else. All my lands are tapped." And I, but I asked you, "Is your turn done?" Because I want you to think about whether or not your turn's done. You are in control of your own destiny. <laughs> Even though you actually have no decisions, right? Yeah. You have control of whether or not your turn's done, all these things. I'm going to ask you obvious stuff and make you think about them a little bit. So that that way you can you can think, oh, am I done? Yeah, I am done, right? <laughs> this is like a therapy Great. session. <laughs> but it makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. And so then, then they'd be like, okay, so sometimes I have to think about it. Sometimes stuff isn't obvious. And so there's a lot of give and take in getting people to do the things that that we take for granted, right? That we've, I've tapped lands from Anna. internalized. Yeah, I've yeah. tapped lands from Anna a hundred thousand times, right? Yeah. It, but then the people who are like, who just don't get it on the first couple tries, uh, sometimes it'll click and they'll be like, oh, okay, these pay for those. Oh, that's cool. And you'd be like, that was cool Great. when I learned that. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. You remember nice. those days when yeah. we learned that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And you and it all comes into place. Pretty amazing. And yep. you never want to stop playing ever in your life. And you play yep. it on the floors. Play for forever. Yeah. People's and parties. Here you are, ten years later, doing yeah. a podcast about it. episodes. <laughs> oh, ten years later. I, I've been playing for twenty-five years. Okay, so. twenty-five years later. Twenty-five years later. Twenty-five years later. Yeah. So, like, just this, just the idea of. I mean, you could also talk about like educational philosophy and the way that you use your mind. What a lot of times when you're doing when you're learning is using your um, using your wizard brain, right? So you have you have two brains, right? You get the automatic thing that one, you know, when you drive. Are you, yeah. Are you gonna say lizard brain? Yeah, and lizard, lizard brains, brain. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. Oh my gosh, I love it. And so you, so when you're driving, you just kind of do most of the stuff, like 95% of the stuff you do while driving is driving automatic. Right? Yeah. You, you've, you've built it up. To people talk about riding a bicycle, it, like you don't consciously think about what you're doing when you're doing it. But mm-hmm. the first time you had to learn how to ride a bicycle, you had to think about it. You had to process it, right? And so mm-hmm. everybody Speak all this time yourself. is processing it. They're using their, their wizard brain, their, their really forward thinking brain to try to get this new information. Mm-hmm. And so if you let them do that, if you think, 
Well, for me, this is bicycle riding, right? But for them, they have to figure out whether or not turning the handle left turns the wheel left. They're still at that point. Mm-hmm. And so like, let them do that is the, the biggest thing when you're, when you're teaching people is let, let them have the chance to figure out, you know, the, the core things of w- which one's gas and which one's brake is the, is the left one gas? Like, w- w- like I'm driving this car and I don't know because I'm, yeah, because it's, it's a time. new car. Yeah, it's, a, it's a new thing that you've never yeah. done. And so get, getting people the chance to, to work that out and then build up that muscle memory in their brain mm-hmm. is, is the other big part of teaching people how to play. So, well, there you go. There's Judge Rob's tips for teaching people how to play magic. One of the number one questions we get asked on this show. Judge Rob with magic, the amateur with magic, the amateur. And I'll be back and we'll talk more about this. Yes. Yes. Um, And in the meantime, like we said, um, if you're a teacher or like legitimately, if you know teachers that are looking for something to do with their students, they don't have to know magic. Tell them. Yeah. And and honestly, parents too. We had a bunch of people come up that are homeschoolers, right? That they, they have, so a lot of homeschool parents will have like a group of homeschool parents that get together. So they'll have like six kids that are all homeschooling. They'll come together sometimes, teach a class to their six or have their six as a group and break up or however big of a size. We'll, we'll ship out a magic kids kit to something like that. So how do you, how do you get one if you're interested? Yeah. If you head to magickids.org, um, and you'll probably flash the actual address on the screen somewhere here or there or here or somewhere. Can we spell Uh, magickids.org real quick? M-A-G-I- K-I-D-S. There you go. Org. And so the magickids.org will let you come to our site and find out about our educational materials and request a request a kit. And you have to put down like how many kids you're serving. You have to put down who you are and where you are. They're free to get shipped out. We ship out like 30 a week. That's incredible. Um, That's it's, amazing. It's huge. We really partner cool. with Card Kingdom, who are very, very great people. And we partner with Wizards of the Coast, who's been helping us with, with this, and with Ultra Pro and a bunch of these other great people who also sponsor you. But they are— Nice. Uh, we, we ship these out. We think that we've shipped enough kits to serve 50,000 50, kids this year. Wow. wow. That's so cool. Yeah. we Like I said, we want to be kind of the chess club for, for kids. Yeah. Um, we want— kids to have the chance to learn those math skills. We want to force them to read. I've worked with my niece and she's, her reading isn't as good as it should be. And so, but finding out that she gets to kill me with a demon makes her reading a lot better, right? <laughs> right? You cannot want to read, let them kill you with a demon yep. and they're going to get into it. Yeah. And so. <laughs> You've motivated me, Rob. Right. Yeah. And so it like, in learning social skills, when we talked about you lose a lot in magic, you, you learn to be a, a not sore loser yeah. by learning a lot yeah. of magic games, right? Yeah. Or like, by losing a lot of magic games. And so like these, these skills are ones that kids are going to take away, even if they never play magic again after the first three sessions or whatever yeah. these are going to help them and so that's our that's our goal is to 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 make the world better and make the make people be better by by play right thanks so, so much for being yeah, here today thank you, yeah. thank you so much to magic kids for doing such a cool service for the community yeah you're welcome and we'll keep doing what we're doing and we'll be yeah, at other yeah. shows if you plan to be at the magic cons this upcoming year if you plan to be at san diego at the at the next regional championships. Yeah. I think that we're going to be there with Magic Kids. Oh, so nice. Sup, I say hi. Get yourself a Judge Rob high five. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or oh. a hug. If you want a hug, I'll give you a Trade hug. Wow. <laughs> what a deal. <laughs> Hello, 
human beings, it's time to thank Ultra Pro for being one of our uh, sponsors. Yeah, I wanted to talk about, so their color of the month right now is forest green. Forest green. It's very gorgeous. I have like the Eclipse dice here, which are this beautiful deep green. Love them forever. Um, I love these, like, look at these like gorgeous little like forest sleeve cards. Oh, those are so pretty. They're very pretty. Like they have the classic mana symbol, but then some additional like eyes and snakes around them. I'm doing a bad job describing. They're really pretty. I have a green uh, dice tray yeah, here, which I, is the other way. How do you do it? Like the this? O- no, the other way. What do you mean the other way? Like, does it fold the other way? The other <laughs> like way? This, this way in? Like no, this. I mean, turn it over. Like this. Like that? Yeah. There you go. There it is. I folded up the dice tray. Check it out. It, uh, after we, after we figured after we, it out. After we said for forever, after I unhelpfully said, fold it the other <laughs> way. But do you want, despite me giving bad advice and Maria not being sure what to do, it still took us only moments to assemble. You could do it both yes. ways, honestly. Oh, look, there you See? go. Doesn't really matter. Yes. There. Um, dice tray. If you roll a lot of dice, get yourself a nice dice tray. For sure. It comes in this like beautiful flat little package. Yeah, flat pack. Little flat package. So Fold that means like even you can unfold it, slip it in your backpack or your bag yeah. for your event, and then pull it out when you get there. This is a really nice suede finish on it. Yeah, this is a great addition. They're always coming up with sick products. Yeah. This is another one. I really like this dice tray. Nice. Um, help keep your games more like in order. Yeah. <laughs> and not like flying all over the table when you play them. Um, Ultra Pro it just has everything. Uh, if you want anything, they've got a bunch of sales going on right now. Yes. Um, use code GLHF at checkout for 5% off. Yes. On top of whatever is on sale, everybody. Like on we top said, of it. Go on do top that of it. Because you're don't tell them you can stack it. We don't know if you're supposed to be able but to, you but can you stack sure it. can. Right now I think they've got deck boxes on sale. I don't know. I could be wrong, but it's like 40% off. So Ugh. put code GLHF in there for 45% off, whatever their current what? deal is. A deal. Just use code GLHF at checkout, okay, just everybody? Look, just use it. <laughs> use right. it or lose it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the show um we wish you a very happy thanksgiving if you're in the we u.s wish you a merry, merry thanksgiving Thanksgi- we wish you a merry thanksgiving <laughs> megan's the wasp where is it it's, oh, it's on, on the, the light, light. <gasps> all right it's spooky it's very spooky oh don't i think its here. eyes are glowing no it's not yeah it no is. they're not <laughs> no anyways oh i hope it roasts up there but it's an led so it's not going to it's no, just sunny itself. It works. it's getting a little tan oh maybe it just needed some vitamin d <laughs> Um, thank you as always to the sponsors of this show thank uh, you to cody and ultra pro yeah thank you to cody this one was all yours this is all yours cody you can if you can get in the discord and decide what tell us whether or not you want to claim the wasp segment you can have that one you can have the wasp or you can be like (laughs) i take this episode (laughs) minus wasp (laughs) thanks again for to judge rob for coming on regaling us with his tales from dreamhack atlanta um, um, and remember, become a patron in the month of December or up your pledge. Be one of the first 98 people and you'll get this gorgeous play mat. If you're already a patron, you can up your pledge starting next Monday. Yes. If you're not a patron, you'll have to wait and pledge $10 or more starting on December 1st. We've got these cool buttons um, for a good luck high five. We're going to throw in with these play mat offers. So yeah. become a patron, everybody. Then up in December, get yourself that awesome play mat or on the 28th if you're already a patron. Yep. Um, and remember, if there's a, a where did it go it's not, right it's up there oh god we got to get out of here before this right, wasp well, has us for Thanksgiving we really hope that we'll see you next week but if we don't <laughs> it was the wasp that did it 